Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to the amazing, talented, and beautiful singer Eka from Eka Sounds. Eka's journey to Phuket started with a girl band in her native Canada and then took her to Hong Kong, Singapore, and Peru before arriving on the shores of Phuket. Eka is one of the most talented performers that we've ever talked to, and meeting her Shanene was a pleasure for both me and Russell. Mmm, Shanene. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. We've got a problem, Russell. We've always got problems. Because we're about to interview Eka. We are. Who is an amazing singer, but she's um, vocal resting, so it's going to be a crap interview because oh. she's not going to say anything. We're just going to mime the whole thing. Now. Yeah. <laughs> she true. said yes. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you watching black and white. <laughs> Hi, Eka. Hi, guys. How are what you? Do you mean you're vocally Super. resting. It means I don't talk and I don't use my vocal box for the whole day, which is really hard. I've never known you to shut up. Exactly, which is why it's extremely hard. Is this something you do on a regular basis? Since uh, since the last year, yes. Try to do it at least once a week. Right, like every week? Or at least right before a performance. Okay. Yeah. So just, I guess it's like a muscle really, isn't it? You don't want to overstress, you want to work it, but you don't want to overstress it. It's, it's rest. It's basically I don't talk until sunset the next day. And then trying to like govern the house not talking is very hilarious. I want to be married to you. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Especially on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you don't. No. <laughs> Eka, Eka, Eka. Hey. Eka from Eka Sounds. Eka Singer. Eka Everything. Mm. When did you get to Phuket? I got to Phuket seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. And why did you come here? Well, the long story, I mean, the short story no, is... No, do the long one. We've got an one. hour. Yeah. Let's go for it. Ah, okay. No, well... But gently. The, uh, the summarized version is that uh, my, my husband and I, we both, Pierre and I, we both come from, you know, corporate lifestyle. And at some stage after we got married, uh, we had a little accident with the baby, the first child, and <laughs> then he lost his job. And so we ended up going to Peru. Your child lost his job? child and a job <laughs> and then we went into the jungle we did three months of uh, just living with tribes and doing ayahuasca and then we came out of that um just wanting to be reborn and choosing a new lifestyle so the first thing that we wanted to ditch was the superficial lifestyle of being what? in singapore right okay yeah i really want to talk about the ayahuasca yeah I, I, yes yes because i can't say it so yes. you ask that question yes so you was, you're both in Singapore. You, were you born in Singapore? I, I'm actually from Montreal, Canada. Born okay. and raised. That yeah. was my next guess. Yes. That was, yeah, good, good, good. So, you're smart. And where's Pierre from? Pierre is a Melbourne boy. Okay. And he's Egyptian Melbourne. And I'm Chinese Canadian. <sighs> That's a mix, isn't it? Mm. Hey. So you were born, born there? I was born in Montreal and I stayed there until I was 23. Okay. And then I lived in Hong Kong and then in Singapore, always remaining in fashion. And then, uh, yeah, during the reinvention, I came back to uh, my original passion, which is actually music. We are definitely going to get through ayahuasca, yeah. so I'm very interested in that. Yeah. However, 23, decided to leave Montreal and go yeah. to Hong Kong. Yeah. What was the connection there? Just woke up one morning and thought, you know what? <laughs> well, there was a lot of events that led us, that led me to those steps, but the main one was that I, I've always, I, was, I was always an aspiring singer. 
And then um, in Canada, uh, during that period, although I was studying in fashion, which was my backup plan, um, we had a big hit actually on the radio. So I say we because I was in, I was a part of a girl band called Ooh, what's it called? called Jai J A I Jai. And we had this hit called Checking Me Out and I actually topped the charts for three weeks and then that got the attention of Sony Canada and Sony Canada actually came down from Toronto to uh, audition us a few times and we did really good and then up until the Toronto auditions which are the final ones which is the same stage that Celine Dion was on and like Nelly Furtado, uh, we fucked it up. How'd yeah, you fuck it up? Uh, we, did a, we started with a acapella three-part harmony off. So that... That, that I've always it. told you, We're never start nervous. with a three-part oh, a cappella harmony. He, you are right. I've told him that so you many times. Right. Yeah. And so then after that, I was pretty much so, I was so destroyed. Oh, I was really crushed I was really, with that. I was so crushed. That's how old were you at that stage? Uh, I think I was just, so, third, so that's like 17 years ago. I'm 41 now, do the math. Uh, don't look at me. I'm not doing <laughs> I don't no do math. math. <laughs> Something um, like that. Are yeah. you still in contact with the bandmates? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Have they gone on for successful solo careers? Uh, <laughs> solo careers, yes. Uh, they're all like festival singers, and I think one of them was actually on The Voice Canada. Cool. Um, yeah, so then actually that led me to just wanting to start all over, and so then I deeply gotcha. pursued fashion in Hong Kong. I just, okay. I just needed to like leave and leave that behind, so that was the last day. Off that Sony stage, I didn't sing for 13 years. Wow. That's how, sh that's how like hurt I was. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. It's crazy, actually. But it, it would always be like a ghost that would haunt me. You know, I knew that it was a dormant ghost, and I would, it would, it would talk to me because I would sleep, and and it would always come in my dreams. You know, that I'm on the stage, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to s sing like a bird, and then nothing comes out. So that was the recurring dream that I had for 13 years. So that was like a, hey, Eka, you gotta, you gotta sing again. Hey, Eka, you gotta sing again. That was my reminder. Hmm. Fast life. That's a great start. Yeah. So um, what took you to Hong Kong? So that was that. I wanted to start all over from Montreal. I just wanted to start all over. Uh, and and go why Hong Kong? Uh, my sister had moved there from Montreal. Okay. So I thought, you know what? I'll just give it a try. And you know, it was, it was nice to have family there. And then um, I did exactly what I said I wasn't going to do, which is work corporate. But I felt like I had to do it just to prove myself right. Mm -hmm. And then that, that was 13 years of corporate life later. Yeah. So then, you know, you, as you do in Hong Kong, you go into bigger companies. So yeah. From, from, race, from right? fashion, I did. Uh, I went into L'Oreal, and then I went into Burberry, um, and then that, at that stage, I met Pierre. Mm -hmm. uh, that was already six years in. I was, I was in Hong Kong six years. Can I just say, he's very handsome. Um, Thank um, you so much. What was he doing? I he don't care. Hopefully, Singapore. he was just with his top off <laughs> in tighty whities running. That's what I want to see. In slow motion. Absolutely. You know, there is nothing sexier than a guy running. I must say that. That's true. Really? For me, I think it's attractive when people take care of themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There's taking care of yourself, and there's yeah. being seen. <laughs> the last few hundred meters of a 10k yeah, run, you see when you're about me to running, drop dead. Yeah. That's not attractive. I'll go running later <laughs> for you, and you tell me if I'm hot or not. So long as you just do the hair with the sweat, and just like yeah, and then yeah. and then the drink flick. the Coca-Cola slow, you know, like those ads. It's like choking on it. I can't breathe. And yeah, it's, it's just a little bit of sweat dripping yeah. down between my pecs. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly getting into the rolls of fat into the stomach, <laughs> just falling into the hairy belly button. I can see it. Ex. I've got it. It's all about the attitude. It's all yeah. about the trying to yeah. be fit. It's the effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, who who pulled who? Uh, yeah, who chased well, who? Back to that question. Pierre was actually in Singapore. He went to Hong Kong for a boys' weekend, so he was there for two days. Uh -huh. uh, who pulled who? Actually, I was the one who approached him first. Yeah. Wow. Were you drunk yeah. at the time? I I don't. Think that That's if, a yes. I think if you can still stand, you're not drunk. So I guess I was. <laughs> I wasn't. 
<laughs> I guess I wasn't, uh, but I was just single for one week, and I said, my, I said to myself, no boyfriends, no more boyfriends. I'm going but straight then, to husband. <laughs> yeah, right kind of thing. And I just saw him, I was just like, oh my God, I can't control my speech. In yeah. all fairness, joking aside, he is very handsome. Thank you. And he's also, he, just his body, and he's, he's a tall yeah. young man as well, and he's got a great physique. And he's, ju and he's just got that, you're right, he's got that Egyptian kind of yeah. Middle East kind of look. And he's Tall got this beautiful handsome. smile, yeah. No, I would. Definitely. Anyway, it's not about him. But then, you know, you. that meeting him turned into, there, my future husband. Far out. <laughs> and it, but was he living in Singapore at the time? He was in Singapore at that time. Okay. Yeah. So we get together, we get on, and then he goes back to Singapore. So how did that? Locked to, like he long distance. We long distance for about eight, ten months. Yep. So I'd see him about uh, every two, three weeks, mm -hmm. which is great. And then uh, after ten months of that, we said, you know what? If we want to get any more connected, then somebody's got to move. Yep. So I moved, quit the job, and went to see him in Singapore. And then from then on, we, it, it was it was bliss. It was bliss. And you still hadn't picked up a microphone at this point, done still no hadn't. singing whatsoever. Still hadn't. So now we lead into Singapore. Yeah. Both, and then were you working in Singapore? I was working in Singapore, and then I moved into Prada, and then I moved into Mont Blanc, and then at that, that stage, I, 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 I moved into an industry, uh, I mean a role that actually I think is the catalyst to what made me want to get back to my dream. Because I mean, it was lovely to work for these lovely companies, but the role that I was doing was, I was VIP program management, and as well as, um, uh, uh, relationship management so I was basically in charge of all the very very wealthiest clients mm -hmm. um, and I think that all that exposure to wealth just kind of like like just made me really sick uh, especially like later on when I was trying to sell million dollar watches to like really rich people it was just too much of it and then and then especially when you're in Singapore which is also extremely extremely um, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, so that actually rotted me a little bit and then I was I was finding myself very unhappy and when Pierre saw that, he, he, he can tell that I, I really should try to like get out of it, regardless of whether or not I was going to make singing professional, but he just needed me to open my voice again. So he, he and, and, and a guy friend uh, had coordinated a lot of meetups, because he's a guitarist, where he, they would try to force me to sing, mm -hmm. but he would just show up to the house and, hey, I got a Start guitar. Start strumming Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. And then I'm like, no, my no, no. Song. I, 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 I rejected that for the longest time. I rejected singing. Up until this point where they literally were like, okay, no, we're, they tied me down and on a chair and like, okay, you are gonna sing tonight. This is like after many attempts. And, um, and then I, 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 I tried to open my voice again. I was like sweating and I was scared and I was nervous. Oh my God, it was the most horrible feeling. Yeah, it was the most horrible feeling. And so I sang a little bit. I sounded very different because I, I wasn't taking care of the vocal cords. Um, but at least, you know, that started to break that, break that wall down again, yeah. you know? And so then after rehearsing with my friend for about a year and a half, we actually started to get paid for jobs in Singapore amongst friends. So that was what kind of like broke me out of it. So cool. we kindled the fire for it. Yeah, but also just uh, healed the wound, I'd yeah. say, you know, and, and I had to like also forgive the fact that, you know, my voice didn't sound the same and or, 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 or just really like face the fear that I failed mm -hmm. at Sony. So it was just kind of facing all those lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you, were, when you were getting back into it, you just, did you, did you ever write your own material? Was it all about your own stuff? Or was it Not just at that covers stage. And, yeah. Not at that stage, yeah. So, Peru. Mm, back and to Peru. Back to whoever you said. Ayahuasca. 
So Peru was right before we moved here, right? Why Peru? Because that's where uh, you go to do ayahuasca. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, someone needs to explain to me what yeah. ayahuasca is. I'm thinking it's an Indian tribe that go around going, ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> is that completely not... <laughs> it's a tea. Oh, it's a tea? So yeah. it's not an Indian tribe that it's live a, in teepees. It's a brew. It's a medicine. It's, a, uh, it's an indigenous medicine. Uh, Sounds like combine, a drug yeah. to me. Actually, they call it, a lot of people will call it a drug just because they don't know it. Uh, but what it really is, and, and the intention of it is, a, it's a medicine to clean the body, to clear the body. Uh, and I tell you, it's not a drug because it's not fun. Trust me, you don't do that recreationally. Um, but the misconception is that it's a drug, but that's a misconception. Okay, so you, you basically take the, the, the root, the vine, yeah. and the leaf yeah. of the... There you go. The, the main, the drug, if you want. Russell's pointing at me now. <coughs> I am pointing at Jay. The, the main drug that's in, that's in the... Don't do drugs, the by the way, kids. <laughs> just want to get that out there. Uh, what's it? Dioxymethyltryptamine. DMT. Yeah. Tryptamine? Di- You've made di- that deo- up. Dioxymethyltryptamine. And it's in, that's the DMT. That's what's actually, that's the bit that kind of sends the you The DMT? Off yeah, yeah. That's in Korea. That too. All right. It's DMZ. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nicely played. So, um, oh my god, I'm so confused. Isn't this the program where they sit around and talk about celebrities and they film them? No. Well, what's that? I've no idea. That's TMZ. That'll do. Okay, <laughs> we're getting there. So, um, but yeah. So, did you obviously before you went? I mean, how did this how did this come into your life that all of a sudden, hey, wow, let's go and do well, something? Well, uh, we were. I mean, Pierre and I were both very. Uh, we were very down at that stage because we had just lost our first child. It was a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, shortly after, he got he 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 had lost his job pretty much all within the same week. So we were really down, and and we said, you know what, we have to go heal somewhere. And actually, Pierre had the calling to do. To, to seek this, 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 this help of ayahuasca. So it was like the mother had called him. And so that's why we just, okay, we've As in Mother Nature, not his mother. Mother Nature, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think his mother knows. Pierre, <laughs> go to Peru, mate. Go to Peru, have some drugs, you'll be all right. Yeah. Sort you right out, son. It is a medicine. Yeah. Listen, right? No, Jay, trust me. It's, it's a, a medicine. medicine. Is it? it yeah, really it's a is. medicine. Yeah. Okay, I think, so you would go to Peru and yeah. you go to this little tribal place. Yep. And then you sit and have some yep. special tea, yep. medicine, as yes. you all seem to be calling it. And then you obviously then go into some flippy, floppy, cleanse your body, throw up everywhere, and you feel better in four days. I wouldn't say you feel better straight away. Yeah, it's, there you it's go. A, it's a learning process. That, yeah. well, no, you tell me yes. your, your yeah. version of it, because I, I, I did it recently. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll, when did you go to Peru? I didn't go to Peru. Did you go to Samoy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, what we did was first we wanted to cleanse our thoughts. We knew that going straight into Peru. We set, so we spent three months uh, in South America and all leading up to uh, the, uh, the experience of, uh, of the ayahuasca, which we saved for the last because we felt like we had to shed Singapore first. Right. So we did, we basically backpacked through, you know, Bolivia and we did a lot of Peru. We did the Machu Picchu trek and then we saved the, we saved that to the last. Uh, we stayed in the jungle for two weeks. First, just living with a tribe, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was it was mind blowing. And then after that, we we went to seek our the, the shaman that we had chosen for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we stayed with him for another two weeks. Um, and during those two weeks was when we had the ayahuasca ceremonies. And um, what S- slow? Yeah. You stayed with shaman yeah. for a couple of weeks, yeah. and you chose this. Sh- so there's a difference. So we stayed, like a book we stayed of with a tribe, right? So it was like one of those. And where are you? Yeah. You're living with the tribes. Have you got yeah. your own hut? Have you got air? We stayed with you them know, in what, their what hut. In their hut. Yeah, with their family. He was. He was. 
He was one man, he was a couple with four kids, uh, you know, with you know, a three-year-old girl holding machetes because they were born there, so for mm -hmm. them it's okay, it's all normal. Macheteing things and we were eating yucca every single day because hunts were not always successful. Uh, fishing just to, you know, just for food and stuff like that, drinking like water what that was the wearing? color of coffee. Uh, we were wearing like, like hiking gear, the things oh, that were impenetrable, impenetrable for mosquitoes, trillions yeah. of mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we would worry, but we were staying with the tribe. They were very nice to actually take us in um, and just welcome us. They are the most, you know, uh, welcoming individuals with absolutely like nothing, you yeah. know. Um, and no concept of what they could no, have. No. That, that's the beauty of it. And it was literally just a hut and it was it. And so they, they had their room, which was, you know, just separated by a little wooden, thin wooden uh, sheet wall. And then we stayed in the living room. Uh, with a mosquito tent over us and that was our life for two weeks before we went into the jungle jungle to and then we stayed on a hammock for five days mm -hmm. in the middle of the jungle so that was a part of the jungle experience and then we and then we did that and then we did the um, the, 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 the shamans uh, I wouldn't call it retreat it was no retreat really yeah. it was it was it was hardcore you, you said raw. you picked a shaman is yeah. there different ones that you can go to oh my god there are so many mm. right and uh, charlatans are, are what you call fake shamans right yeah. um, so it was here I did a lot of research um, on who was legit and, and who was good and who wasn't going to be dangerous I guess to us because a lot of a lot of these uh, resorts or sorry retreats um, have been overpopularized by the Americans going there, yeah. and so Damn some of the them. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Damn them all. So some of them could be very fancy, but then uh, apparently there was some. You know, if you read the reviews. So basically, we found oh, one that reviews. was. Reviews. So there's a shaman advisor somewhere where there's you can go and vote on them. There's yeah. a lot so of forums. A lot of uh, the. It's a it's a hot spot to go to Peru to yeah. do this. Yeah. And yeah, there are people that say, look, if you're going to do it, you need to do it right. You need to do yeah. it well. It, it's not just like. Um, you know, having a spliff and just chilling out. <laughs> it's like, think about so, um, if you were going to take any sort of narcotic. Not that I do. Not Russell. that you would, but yeah. like I said, if you were going yeah, yeah. to. Um, if you're going to be sensible healing. about it, you're going to, well, if, forget that side for the minute, yeah. but just anything you're going to take. That's you right. probably want to know where you're getting it from if you're going to be sensible about yep. it, rather than just saying, out oh, of hell with that. Yep. Not Sorry. down the reggae bar then. Yeah, quite. So, <laughs> but with this being also, it is very medicinal yeah. in the effect it has on you. You want to make sure that you're with the right people that know what they're doing to administer it, to look yeah. after you and to guide you through it. Yeah. There so what it, when you say it cleanses you, yeah. you know a lot about this. I've done it. Have you? Yeah. Did it cleanse you? It didn't yeah. work on your attitude, did it? <laughs> for sure. It's going to take more Yeah, you need a lot more. That. You need some more well, DMZs. How many ceremonies did you do? So in total, we did seven. Okay. Ceremonies? Yeah. We're talking... What the... F I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So it's a lot you don't know about your partner. Yeah. Oh, trust in me, there's a lot. Every, every part, something comes up. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, okay, so from, from my experience of the ceremony, obviously the, the place was different, but the, the ceremony, if you like, is just you drink the tea. Yeah. It then has the effect on you. You're, you're there, but you're not there. Um, and then you kind of come out of it and sort of discuss and assimilate and go through what you've seen and what you've envisaged and all of that. Was that your experience? Uh, yeah, uh, so you drink it and you have an intention when you do drink it. Does it, it taste nice or oh, is it? It tastes like shit. It tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like thick gasoline, like uh, With consistency. With prune juice. Oh, it's and horrible. did you find it got worse every time? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just feels thicker every single time. It just, oh, it's horrible. Um, and then the shaman plays a really, really important role because they basically chant what they call ikaros, mm. which are songs from the vines, and they just chant, they, they chant it the entire time throughout those three, four hours that you are uh, somewhere else. And, that, and, and those chants guide you to the place, places that you need. And so basically the shaman and mother ayahuasca, which they call, which they call ayahuasca the mother, they, they, they together then help you release or heal or solve or you know, undo things that you wanted to. So there's an ayahuasca mother with the shaman. So the, <laughs> the ayahuasca mother is a plant. Right. Yeah, they okay. call think, it mother, mother nature. There yeah, you mother go. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. so, so, mother nature yeah. is friends with the shaman. The shaman gives you the tea. You drink this tea yeah. in inverted yeah, commas, brew. which tastes like shit. Yeah, apparently, yeah, it really does. And yeah. then what happens? Uh, so you first, the first reaction is that you may vomit quite, um, project, quite, quite, quite projectilely. Right. Projectilely. Uh, Good yeah. word. But if you, but they, they always say that the, for the people who have more to cleanse, they they will they will vomit more violently. Yeah. I actually didn't. I, Did I wasn't like that. Uh, not not even that. Not even that bad yeah. actually. I, I it was it wasn't I wasn't projectile ever. It was almost like everybody was vomiting, and I was like I felt like I really should come on. I was like come on, shall you vomit? Sorry, did you not vomit because you're cleansed already? No, no, no. Oh. I did, I did, but it just wasn't like Everywhere. really violent like some other people. Yeah. Uh, like How many people, sorry, were there when you were doing it? Uh, it changed every time because we stayed there for uh, ten days, and okay. so people came in and out. Uh, maximum five. Okay. Uh, and then the, 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 at the least, it was just Pierre and I. Okay. Yeah. And um, when you you do it, um, I think you did like late afternoon mm. sessions. We do. We did evening sessions. Evening sessions. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. And then the next day, did you do another one or did you, did you take so a break? There, we took a break. Yeah. And you're also on the ayahuasca diet where you basically eat no sugar, no salt, no oil, no alcohol, obviously, and no meats. And, and so you can't every eat six hours before. Yeah. So everything tastes so everything tastes like 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 a bowl of hot water. Soup is like hot water. You know, uh, eggs and rice taste like absolutely nothing. And then you've you've been puking all night, and the next day all you want is just this. Yeah. You, you know something tasty, and you basically go ten days. Um, on that diet and preparing for that you also have to do seven days of ayahuasca diet going into it so that yeah. your body is cleansed so we had a total of i think yeah a, about two weeks where we actually ate nothing that tasted like anything sounds amazing so far i'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it we man. lost a lot of weight i'm so upset good. we can't travel yeah. i'll be there <laughs> straight away i know it sounds really weird yeah. no it doesn't sound weird it sounds stupid so well the, the pro well so far it does to be fair because yeah. we, we did a similar thing we went reasonably vegan yeah. for about a week 10 days prior to going yeah um, we were on a time constraint so when we were in samui we basically we were there for five days and we did three days but we did it back to back okay which was fucking intense yes. so um, i'll come back to that so we did the trip in the evening yes so yes well so the day before you're you're eating nothing yes. basically and you get to i think we got to like lunchtime and that was our cutoff so we stopped eating at 12. Yes. You get around to like 6 o'clock in the evening, then you start. You're out for the next four to six hours. Wiggle your way through the evening, and then wake up in a bit of days the next morning. Faff your way through breakfast, yes. and then the cycle starts yes. again. I would never, I would advise people to do the ayahuasca treatment. Yes. Um, I wouldn't do it back to back. You need that day. Yeah, technically, a, yeah. to recover, exactly. but also to really talk about exactly. what the fuck yeah, exactly. just happened. Yes, yes. Yes. So what did, uh, Jay's lost, but what yes. did you see? What, where did you go? 
Uh, Peru. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, before you answer that, you were in Samui doing this. Yes. How did you get from Samui to Peru? We're about, to, mate. I've been in galaxies. I will, no, but we'll you out. did the ayahuasca's yeah. in Samui. You can do it in Samui. Yeah. So there's a Peruvian dude that's gone over to Samui and went. Do you know what? I got a great idea for a business. I'm gonna make people idea. drink this tea. Actually, yeah. yes, there are people importing the wine and brewing it. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's a growing industry. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> growing industries of wine. Well done. Yeah. So how did it? What was the? Tell us your uh, mental state. I mean, for me, every time I drank, it was always for different intentions. You went um, in with the intention. With, uh, with, with, with different intentions every time. Okay. Some people use have the same thing that they want to heal for all the sessions. Mm -hmm. But for me, I had, you know, I, I wanted I had, to just I had maximize it. Yeah, <laughs> a list. Um, so what did I see? Listen, um, it is to the belief of the of, of, of the Peruvians that Mother Ayahuasca chooses how they how she wants to communicate with you. Yeah. So some may get a lot of visuals and some may get none at all some may just get thoughts or you know whatever and so for me i actually didn't get a lot of visuals i think it's because i'm naturally already very visual so she actually just it was more like her message to me was more clear thoughts rather than really trippy visuals that pierre had i mean he turned into like a he turned into at some stage a uh, like a big chameleon, or for, I forgot what it was, but he he, yeah. he like even mutated. Yeah. Whereas I didn't. I, I mean, I, I got a little bit of vision, but then most of, but mostly it was really clear, clear, clear messages. Um, but I did get a lot out of it at the end of it, and you may actually get answers to which you didn't, to, to questions that you didn't ask, because you may go in there with the intention, but Mother Ayahuasca would be like, well, if you haven't solved this issue, if you haven't healed that wound, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to pave the way for you to heal that because this is first. Yeah. So that's what she did for me. So I was asking about, I think at some stage I was asking about self-doubt. And during that ceremony, I remember she, what she healed for me was my relationship with my mom. Right? I didn't even know that it was related. But actually it was, then now in hindsight I realized it's so, it's so connected. You know, it was my root. Um, and I would have to say, out of every different intention and every cere different ceremony, that the healing of, 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 of my mother and I's relationship was the biggest take, take away from, from my experience. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I will always thank, thank that for that. And I also quit Diet Coke for that. So <laughs> talk about an addiction. I had an addiction. Me, I had an addiction. It was a Diet Coke. I, I, and, and, and she helped me with that as well. Boom. Well done, Mother Nature. <laughs> would you go back and do it all again? I, I, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Have a, on a separate question, have you done DMT on its own? Uh, I don't think so. Because I mean, DMT is the, the, yeah. the chemical drug that's no. within the ayahuasca, yeah. but basically, the ayahuasca as a brew, yes. it works as like a blocker. That's right. So the DMT gets slowly absorbed into the system, which is why you're out for four to six hours, depending. The DMT on its own, it's like a baseball bat to the back of the head. You are bang, you're in mm. it, and you are gone for about eight minutes. And you're back out in the room, and it's like, wow, wow, what just, what just happened? It sounds yeah, like a sex no, session for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eight, eight, eight minutes. minutes. <laughs> twice, yeah. It was twice. Yeah, right, okay. Um, can I ask, how much do you pay for this amazing experience? Oh, I just don't remember, but I think it came up to about 50 US dollars a day. Uh, well, we stay there and they okay. feed us, but they feed us like nothing, so it's like, there's no electricity, you know, but the whole experience is just. The whole experience, it's not just the ceremony, it was just also staying in those huts, you know, taking baths and you know, cleaning ourselves in the river. It, it was just that whole experience. Yeah. Uh, the intention of wanting to heal, going through such extreme measures will bring you back feeling good about yourself, to be really honest, that you, you were able to brave through all that crap. You what know? an amazing experience. Yeah. It's, it's, it does sound, I, yeah. it is mental. 
So, I mean, all right, we didn't have the whole, the whole tribe experience and sort of doing it. I, I, and I would like to. And I, my concern now is it's a lot more prevalent. More people other than Jay know about it. So there's a lot more, there's a lot more of a tourism bubble to it to go there. So, um, and I, okay, we went to, we went to Peru, uh, to Samui to do it. Um, and it was just, just us with the guy that was right. there. And it was just the two of us, nice and easy. Talked us all through it. Um, I wouldn't. I would do it again. I wouldn't rush back because it was a horrible experience to go through. But from the medicinal point of it, you do learn an awful lot about yourself yeah. and what you've gone through yeah. and how, and how you then perceive yourself and things moving forward. I don't think I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. I mean, I've done gas in a field in England. I lined on a hay bale. <laughs> Does that count? I was out for about that's thirty seconds. That. Yeah, absolutely. It counts. I mean, I it, it counts. That's, that's it counts. On, mate. Yeah, and I realised I shouldn't really be doing gas. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids don't do gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, does, I can't believe we haven't talked about it. I think you did say to me, I Russell, that you wanted we need to talk to, have to me. A chat and about we, this. we never we did. This was months ago. So after this amazing experience yeah. in Peru, did it? what then got you to say, right, okay, we've done this amazing experience. Let's go to Thailand. I think we actually even decided that we were gonna we were gonna move to Thailand before the ayahuasca, and we at, at that just at, got lost on the way. <laughs> at that time, yeah. we were we were trekking during the Machu Picchu, and it was like the fourth day. It was a five night, six day trek, and it was I think it was in day four when Pierre and I were just trekking and talking, and we're like, you know what? What do we really want? And then he says, if we were eighteen again, how would we redo this? <laughs> and then boom, we said, you know what? Let's stop working for the corporate world and let's move to somewhere where we really enjoy it and we were coming to Phuket so often at that stage uh, that and we and you know we have a lot of good friends and we have even a little goddaughter here so it, the choice was obvious for us that we wanted to go from city to an, to an island but this island is not like you know it's not like you have to you know fish your own fish for food so we wanted to go somewhere in between you know nothing too bling but nothing too raw and so Phuket just seemed like the obvious choice that's how we chose it so that was actually right that was that was before ayahuasca ayahuasca was the last thing which was our inner work but we had already figured out that we were going to move before that cool and, and you yeah. had no idea about work-wise, and because that time you'd only just got back into the singing, but, but you weren't. We had decided that we, I was going to do that. This it was, was going to be clear plan, yeah. Because I, I, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's when we first met. Was must have been then, because I was at Zazdar yeah. Beach Club when we first that's met. That's right. Oh my, that was my first year when I used to still be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I used to still be so nervous when I every time I gigged, I would be so nervous. Do you not get nervous anymore? Oh, she's gonna not really. That. I not still really. do. Not that I DJ that much, but even when I'm performing on stage or anything, I get really nervous. When you're DJing. Not so much DJ. I, I mean, I haven't DJ. When you're MC. When I'm MC, but I that's get probably there. because you don't do it regularly, regularly. But if you did do it regularly, you would become like second nature. I think. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah I get ner I get nervous doing sex now. So you both came here, and you thought, yeah. do you know what? I, so the singing was the thing. I'm going to go, and this is where I'm going to come to Phuket yeah. because there are options. Because there's obviously there's lots of beach clubs, there's lots of weddings and stuff. So yeah. how did that whole process go? So I, I arrived and uh, it was clear. I said to uh, you know my friend Maureen from Shalong Bay. I said I need to I need to make a band, and so she took me to Phuket Town. And this was within the first three weeks that I was here. Took me to Phuket Town and uh, introduced me to Boy. She knew exactly who she wanted to introduce me to. It was Boy Navio, and I met him. And then that night he was playing somewhere at Saneha, and I went on stage and I sung with him a song and very nervously. And then at that stage, in my first song I, uh, that I sung with Boy, I still remember which one it was, uh, Ain't No Sunshine. 
And I knew right there and then that I had to sing with him. It was like love at first sight musically just because he just makes you feel so supported. And that's what the musician's uh, core role is, is to support, right? Um, and, 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 he, and he did that so well and so professionally and so just authentically, energetically, that I said, okay, it has to be him. So I then, I, I basically like chased him like a boyfriend. I chased him around, I'm like, hi. I would go to his gigs and I'd be like, hey, yeah, do you want to form a band? Hey. <laughs> and he was getting so many invitations from people wanting to form bands with him. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And as soon as he agreed, um, boom, I got Alan Pori. <laughs> And when you say history. boom, that didn't, because you were pushing yourself. You were out there going for it. So it wasn't just boom. So you did a lot of work, because you have yeah. to to get your name out there. But yeah. as, a, as a, a non-known singer to come here, yeah. it must have been quite difficult to get your foot in the door. So how was you getting your foot in the door? You know, it was really strange, but I, I was really lucky. I guess, you know, it was meant to happen, and the universe, you know, aided a lot. But after I arrived, somebody told somebody from the newspaper that, oh, there's this wonderful new singer in town, and... Very shortly after, I got interviewed by the Gazette, and then after that, hotels were already knocking on my door when I actually hadn't even sung yet in Phuket. Wow. And so it was a lot of luck, um, you know. Thank the universe for that. And then from that, from that art paper, newspaper article onwards, it was like knocking on the door. And then actually, my first big client was in Mumbai. They booked me for the whole festive season. I was so grateful. I was so shitting in my pants every single time. You had no idea. But I really, I, I basically did the fake it till you make it. Uh, and then it took yeah. me about a whole year of performing publicly to, for me to actually stop getting so nervous. Um, and then now it's been seven years. So. Amanpuri is a hell of a gig to get straight Right? Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, if you're going to do it, do it properly, right? Start off at the deep end. When right. you were, I mean, I'm assuming for the festive period, you, you're... Your choice of material is a bit more limited, <laughs> but generally speaking, again, back to the original, are you doing your own material or just all covers? Or now we are. Now cool. we Excellent. are. Yeah. So it took me a little. It took me a long time. Look, I, I've I've written a lot of uh, house music tracks, like you know, just hit like hooks and and lines. A few of them have been signed, so I feel very confident writing that kind of music. But writing like a full normal song, I haven't. And until now, we just wrote our first. Finally, after seven years. Because Boy's been pushing us, and uh, it's going to be released soon. We've already recorded it. The video's been shot, so you should be seeing it wow. in about hopefully the next seven to ten days. Is this a um? An, what's the word I'm looking for? Exclusive. This is the first per people you've told. Uh, kind of. Uh. I think I told. That's you. a no. Yeah, that's a no. Really. <laughs> it didn't have that, that whole but feel. Yeah, I, I would love to send time. it to you, and you can play it on your podcast. Please, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, we're really yeah, proud of it. We yeah, we're really proud sure. of it. Um, what do you like to sing? Um, I mean, I, 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 in my soul, in my heart, I am very black. My stage uh, alter ego, her name is Shanene, and she's really big, and she's, she's, she really can hold a lot of air and space physically. So for me, uh, I, I love soul. I started with R&B and soul. Um, actually, when I was in high school, I was directing a choir, so I was always, I was always drawn to more black music. So mm -hmm. I love singing everything that's black, R&B, soul, and jazz. Those are my first, th my, my three favorites. So you're like um, Whoopi Gold, 
Kahlenberg <laughs> in <laughs> Sister Act. <laughs> well, I, 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 in my head, I'm more like Jill Scott, Aretha Franklin, but that's all just a all aspiration. Big Mama from Big Mama's yeah, house. Yeah, 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 Big Mama's. It's got to be Big Mama. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be I Big that, Mama. That's the one I'm going for, I think. <laughs> yeah, in my head, that's like Shanene is big. Yeah. What's, what, what, she's actually got a name. What's her name, sorry? Shanene. Beyonce's got Sasha Fierce. I've got Shanene. Shouldn't have told him that. Yeah, Shanene. Shanene. That, that, that. <laughs> Sorry, what's your name? Shanani, what's your name? Yeah. Shanani is like a name that someone would give their kid when they've for, got a stutter. for their little parts. How's your Shanani? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, cl- have you cleaned your Shanae? No, it's like it's like it's like it's like Latifa. It's like it's know, not Latifa. It's, it's like Shanae. Latoya. Like that's Latifa. sort of that. That's the edge that I was going for. It's like ghetto edge. It's not the Shanae that that you're thinking. Listen, Tupac is ghetto edge. <laughs> Shanae is not. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggie Smalls even. Is I'm more. like ghetto, you know. I'm you're like, not ghetto, mm, girl. I've got like really long nails, and you know, I speak with a big fat Ebonics accent. Like that's no, that's, that's you've her. got a big that's ass her. and you shop at Walmart. That's yeah, exactly. Shanae. Yeah, Target. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. I love so, yeah. the fact you have this. Yeah, that's um, that's in my head. <laughs> We've performed a couple of times with yeah. you singing over house tracks. Mm. Is that something you enjoy it or not really? Just I I really enjoy it um, because I, I now I, I tend to just write original material for that. So. And, and I feel like that is a wonderful creative journey. Like I used to just try to do covers. Like I would put somebody else's lyrics onto another song, which I thought, oh, that's so creative. <laughs> but now it's like every time I get a, I get one of those events, I try to just do my own lyrics, and, and I really like that. Um, actually, I, I, my latest release is called The Signs, um, a collaboration that I did with um, Ibiza Cafe Del Mar DJ Ken Fan. So that's actually out on beat parts called The Signs. So cool. check it out. Yeah. I think Echo was plugging then. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. Yeah. Give us all the links and we'll put yeah. it in the... Yeah. Right um, so I do enjoy it. Um, in terms... But, 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 but what I enjoy less of those is that the sound engineer is never perfect. So we would sound check and it would sound great and then until and then when, when it happens the DJs always crank up the music higher and then boom everything is off. I've got no reverb, but the, the volume is high and then that, that that impact that I wanted to have, I see in my head, never gets rarely gets delivered. And I'll Live. agree, I find it very difficult and I've only done a couple of gigs with you and I found it very difficult, not just you but with other singers to DJ and as a singer over my DJ mm-hmm. stuff. Because yeah, because I'm so focused on what I do mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I need to focus on someone's voice. I'm like, well, yeah. th- that's a completely different mm. you know, panel. I don't want to touch that. I don't want to do it. So it's difficult. It's okay doing it as a recorded um, track. Which is, yeah. <coughs> but doing it live is a different Yeah, yeah, I found it really tricky. I mean, I, 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 I enjoy it a lot. However, if it was, if, if I could have the guarantee that the sound engineering is perfect, I would enjoy it a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm really snobbish when it comes to sound, and I think everybody knows that. <laughs> because I, I, I have not only my tech writer, I bring my engineers everywhere, and I don't do it with, without them, because it just has to be perfect. Otherwise, there's no point, you know? And that's, I think that's probably why that there is a quality assurance when people do hire us, because I am so fussy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's really important. I've got no issues with you bringing your own sound because yeah. I've worked with a lot of sound yeah. engineers. Some are really good on the island. Yes. yes. There are a couple. But then when you go and work in hotels and all of a sudden yes. you, they're not sound engineers. They're yes. just oh. they're just so engineers. And yeah, you're like, can you see this? I mean, I've been set up and they put the DJ booth so close to the window I can't get in. You know, you're <laughs> hidden behind or you're hidden behind trees. So I can't see anything. They don't. And so I do. I feel your pain on that one. 
Yeah, I mean, hotel engineers are seriously, they are just, they, they are, they, they are. Well, they're maintenance guys. It's not, it's yeah, not their yeah, fault they don't know about. But they, 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 they're there to like, you know, help you move things around, but they don't know actually how to use the equipment. So you can't, I, I can't do a job without proper engineers. Yeah. 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 And so how you find, obviously, with the COVID's come in, because so, you did a lot of wedding gigs as well. I did, yeah. Mm. A lot of wedding gigs and a lot of private bookings, corporate stuff. Obviously, all that has been moved to, you know, year 2030. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, of course, a big hit. But, you know, I think that when it all started in March, I think everybody was getting a bit depressed and down about it. But then you realize afterwards, it's like, hey, you know what? I have food to eat. I've got a roof over my head and my kids are healthy, so I don't have that much to complain about. So... By the stage that I, I learned to accept it to that to that extent, I stopped um, feeling that oh shucks another cancellation. I, I stopped I stopped approaching it that way, and uh, now I've been getting a lot more invitations from uh, restaurants as well as some hotels to, to do public events too. And I guess the, their point is that they want to pack the place out. And yeah. so far so good. So Just far so good. Redrive business back to correct. Them, so Did you enjoy doing weddings, or do you <coughs> prefer doing? balls or you know all the different what's your kind of preferred venue or group to sing to i've worded that question really badly haven't i you have i'm Thanks. surprised you got away but with I saying understand you like is, balls but i understand <laughs> do you like is. balls i love balls just just <laughs> chuffy chuff chuff like balls too i love i love i love i love glamorous galas yes 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 um look my favorite favorite events um are events where i actually don't have to wear a a gown because I can spread well, like my I can events. spread my legs. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Not in that way, but you can't dance when your legs are like this in a long gown, and that is so constricting. Yeah, really. So I actually really like those casual events where I can dress normally. Slutty events. No, 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 no. I don't do those. Does I don't your do those. Alter ego Chafafa like to, she, she's she's <laughs> more. Does yeah. your Shanene like to move around more on stage? <laughs> oh, she doesn't. She doesn't stop. Oh, really? She doesn't stop. I can't. And that's another thing I find very difficult is if I am performing for a very, um, you know, elegant affairs and I'm stuck in my gown. <laughs> And you know, with my seven-inch heels, I can't move, and I feel I find that very difficult for me. As you guys can see, I'm a pretty bubbly person, so it's like. Shanene's stuck in there, can't twerk. Yeah, yeah. getting really. That, right, oh, no I can't twerking. twerk anyway. I'm Chinese, right? <laughs> I can't do that. Um, oh, but my favorite events. Listen, I without the weddings, I wouldn't have had the opportunity the to practice the, the 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 match practices that my husband calls to the to the level that you know that makes me feel like a decent performer these days and I have to thank the weddings for that yeah, because sure. they gave me a safe place to actually practice that and so I'm really grateful for that I, I, I enjoy it because I actually I'm a, I'm a little bit of a romantic person so I like bringing the mood magic to people and I wish that at my wedding the band that we would have hired ha would have had the same attitude because not, not only am I just there singing I'm, I'm really into the mood and I help them drive whether it be lighting or song chores or I'm emceeing but I'm, I really care so although I, it's not my favorite type of event, but I really do put my heart in it. Yeah. yeah. And I think all of us can probably say that because you, oh, maybe not Russell, but no, I... No, 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 you're right. We all, your wedding would have been so much better had you been singing, had you been DJing, yeah. had I been emceeing. It would have been... Right. I mean, that's, that's the perfect wedding package. I'm not sure about the DJ. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you on the weddings. Yeah. I, I learned a lot DJing yeah. at weddings yeah. just because I got the ability to practice. Yeah. And, and, you know, and also I do care. I'm a bit of a romantic as well. 
um, bit. a bit. And I, you know, I do care. You want yeah. everything to be perfect. You want everything yeah, to be right. I do. And you, you give I'm them, you know. them. And you know, you know how many times I would sing a walk-in song, and I literally can't look at the bride because I'm crying. <laughs> I like, I have to hold back tears. It's really sad and pathetic. But I think that that level of care makes me feel like I'm worth every single penny because I, I really try to create the perfect day for them. That's yeah. and that's genuine. That's authentic. And then you give me a, a normal stage. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy. It. Look, I, I see every event like a new match. And everything needs to be su suitable, appropriate, and it's always about mood magic for me. So this kind of event, what kind of mood should I should I drive? And then I, I, I basically just gun for it. I plan it really, really thoroughly in my head. What kind of songs, what outfits, and I know what I'm gonna do weeks, weeks, weeks ahead, so that I know exactly how to achieve it. Wow. Yeah. Where do you practice? Uh, before, I used to practice a lot in my own studio, which is in my house. Mm -hmm. um, and then now our 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 weekly rehearsals are at Bebop. Where? Bebop in Phuket Town, okay, the cool. live music bar. Oh, the sweet. greatest place. Another plug-in. There you go. <laughs> doing well in the old plugs. I can't, I can't remember any Phuk of them. I haven't been to Phuket Town. Oh, Bebop no, is the best. I a vegan table the other day, but I haven't been to Phuket Town like, for a night out for ever. Okay, I went to. I'm I mean, taking I you. No, I'm taking you on the 25th, November. <clears throat> Can we go to Timber Hawks? I used to see on stage It's, it's gone. I got Timber Hawks. It's gone. gone. No. That, that band is now playing at Bebop uh, on Friday, Saturday. So you're going to come with me because we're, we're doing a... Uh, can't do this Saturday, but we'll go next week. No, no on 25th. the 25th. Oh, 25th. 25th. Done. It's the anniversary of Bebop. Um, Bebop is owned by Boy Navio, by the way. From who? Boy Navio is oh, okay. the little Phuket guitar hero. Not little. Sorry, boy. You're not little. <laughs> I went to Hogshead the other day in Phuket Town, just down the road from yeah. Bebop. It's great. I you love Phuket Town. It's great. No, so I didn't invite you. We practice there. We cool. practice there. Um, Exeter. I asked you a, a little question mm. that I sent you was about um, we, we're doing a thing on our, our greatest of all time. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming you might have picked a singer or have you... Do I have to just pick one? Well, no, you can just... You, we, it's an okay. open forum. You it's tell us. Okay, it's an open so goal. people that I would like to play tribute to, I mean, as a singer, as artist, I, I, I am extremely uh, in awe uh, about Bjork and Beyonce for different Bjork? reasons. Bjork for her sheer creativity. Oh, I was thinking tennis. I never bought Bjork. It's also so quiet. I know. <laughs> and then for Beyonce, obviously because she's just that talented. I mean, I don't listen to either of their music at this stage. It's not what I'm feeling, but I can't deny that. But they would just you say they're the greatest of all time? For me. For you, in your opinion. For me, at this stage, I mean, I, I think don't. This whole greatest of all time thing is going to flop. Greatest in all times, as in just the most <laughs> for me, the most influential. Uh, well, just remarkable. I mean, who dances and sings the way she does? You're right. Greatest of all time does mean remarkable of all yeah. time. Yeah, I can and see then that. For, I mean, Bjork, there's, she's unrivaled in terms of her kookiness, but... Didn't she punch that Thai reporter when she arrived here one year? Well, that's, that's, that sounds like her. Yeah, that's her <laughs> raison d'etre, yeah. Uh, yeah, but look, I'm also really into, you know, spirituality. So for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle when it comes to spiritual, spiritual speakers. A uh, big fan. Um, who, and sorry? Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Right. The writer of uh, The Power of Now, The New Earth. We'll talk no, about it later. Over me. And then I'm, I'm a big... Oprah, Oprah's my hero. I love Oprah Winfrey. I I, she's up there as one of the greatest <laughs> of all time, I think. I think I would put yeah. her up there on the list. If we're talking about presenters for a start, yeah. Yeah. Well, just a, an amazing lady. <coughs> Stop coughing. And, and, and sorry, one more, one more singer that I just... I can't... I can't, I can't seem to keep my jaw up <laughs> when I hear her do her thing is Aretha Franklin, obviously, the late Aretha Franklin. She is pretty stunning. Oh, God. How does she do all that? And, yeah. like, and the, so that, that's who Shanae wants to be, you know? <laughs> Shanae wants to be Aretha. 
Ah, yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, she blows my head off. So, so yeah, those, those, are, those, are, those are my mentions. Shanae those are my mentions. I like Sinead. Um, Russell, do you have a question? So, well, look, well, I'm not entirely sure where, I'm not entirely sure where this is going to go. Because, well, before cool. I get to it, though, when you were back to the ayahuasca for a second, did you, did you go off anywhere? Yeah, Peru. No, in your head. Off, off? Yeah, no. yeah. Like you I didn't. I didn't. Chasing galaxies and stuff. I like didn't. That. Again, I was. It was a very tame high uh, for me. Uh, trip. I shouldn't say high. It was a very tame trip. I. I, I really didn't go to the fairies. Uh, I think perhaps my biggest lesson is I need to ground. So perhaps that's why she kept yeah, me yeah, quite okay. grounded. I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That tempers my other question. Then. Okay. Yeah. What sort of things have you got on your bucket list? So bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, of course, it's super cliche, but traveling the world is definitely one of them, especially now. Yeah. Traveling the world without traveling. COVID. What, what, okay. sorry, what's just, that? Just traveling, just <laughs> yeah, traveling. Just, yeah. uh, but, when, but when it comes to traveling, the way I like to do it is I like to sample, you know, food of that place from street foods to Michelin. So if I can cover that in every place that I go, plus see something cultural, whether it be a dance, art, musical theater, whatever it is that they're showing at that stage when I'm there is what I'd like to do at every place that I visit. That's very so, cool. Yeah, just before you answer any more, yeah. do you miss musical theater? Oh, so much. I miss culture, period. Culture. Yeah. Buy a yogurt. Hmm? Buy a yogurt. Or kombucha. <laughs> culture, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but musical theatre is something that I really miss. Going oh, to actually it. going and see love the theatre, which many people might not know that I'm a bit of a musical theatre person. Do you even perform? Like oh, I've never performed, but yeah. I could do because I reckon I've got the voice for you. I think you, you do. Because musical theatre, you get away with not being a great singer. I disagree. Just you have really? to be so on point. You just have to talk and sing. It's, it's, it's a, a lot and, more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, and the training, like you have to be a real oh. technical singer for being. Okay, a well, I, What's I your can't favorite be musical. A, uh, my favorite musical. Um, uh, Starlight Express. Really? Yeah, 100%. You got a favourite musical? Uh, Miss Saigon. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Les Mis all the way. Oh, you like oh, really? Yeah. I love Les Mis. I liked Cats, but I wasn't that... No, Starlight Express. But I guess it's because it was the first one I actually went right. to see and just having the guys roller skate yeah. around me was just incredible. That's very cool. I, I, mean, it was I the first remember loving Cats when I first saw it, but I was young at the time. But it was also the first time I ever had yoghurt-covered raisins <laughs> as well. Because as a kid growing Culture. up, it was... Yeah, it was really... I've never been, you know... <laughs> Hello, <coughs> um, I've never been to, to, to London. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the honorary consular Martin Carpenter's just rocked yeah. up in bake. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so yeah, it's the first time I had yogurt raisins, which I thought was amazing for me. That's just literally stuck in your mind ever since. Absolutely. Uh, but other things on bucket my bucket list, list is um, I'd love to backpack with my children one day mm-hmm. when they're old enough and I'd love to go to Burning Man with them one day as well. Go ahead, Burning, Burning Man. Man. Okay. Yeah. When base turns 15 or 16, I'd love to I'd love to experience that with them. Base, such mm. a cool name. Thank you. Love that name. You just got the one. I have bass and my daughter's keys. Oh, please. <laughs> bass the jump. and keys, how typical. Drummer. Jump. Oh, right. Bass jump. Oh, bass good and drum. I mean, bass jump, drummer, oh, drum and bass. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, Excellent. If people want to book you, I guess they can. You're still taking bookings. Absolutely, yes, uh, I am taking bookings, and uh, you can reach me on my Facebook page or. Um, we'll put all the links yeah, at the there. bottom. So yeah. no worries. Yeah. Will, will you let us put your song on, on the podcast. Is I that okay? I would love. I would love that. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, so we're waiting for the video to be finished. Okay. I don't need so a video. You can time it together. Yeah. You okay. can time that together. When yeah, when no when you hoping for it to be 
properly released? Uh, with Together with the video, which is hopefully going to be in about seven days. It depends on how fast the videographer can get it done. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, we'll hold off then. We might, because yeah. this, this will come out on Tuesday, but what we might do is then if I get the song from yeah. you, we'll put it on Yay, the... Yay, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And so just FYI, the song was about... Um, I was inspired about my... It was like a, it's a conversation or sentiments to my children. Cool. cool. Yeah. Shut up! It. Put it down. <laughs> Take that out of your mouth. Don't put that in your nose. Yeah, I can no see that. No more sugar. No <laughs> yeah. more sugar. Would you go to bed? Have you brushed your latifas? <laughs> oh, on that note, uh, Eka, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank, thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank Russell, you. thank you. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Welcome to the outro. That was Eka or Chumbawamba. What was the name? Chub something. Chalifa. <laughs> Who was her alter ego? Chalifa. I don't know what it was. Um, uh, we're recording. Banana, 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 rama. Banana rama. Eka was very interesting. The Iowasa um, hill, tide, hill tribe thing. They're not hill tribes, are they? Some of them are. It was, oh. I watched a documentary on that. Oh, probably, probably the week before we went and did it. So, and it's, I didn't realize just how big it is. It's an industry down in Peru. It's massive. But you did it and in Samui. I know, I know. But one of the things that Em and I were talking about was I wouldn't want, I'd love to go to Peru anyway, but I wouldn't want to go and do it there with like, there was you know, 30 other people sort of around. I'd rather just sort of do it more quietly. But anyway. Unsociable bastard. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Um, Paddington Bear. I wonder if he's ever done it. I'm not entirely sure. Well, we he's from ask. the darkest jungles of Peru. He is indeed. That would explain a lot. Um, Eka, Eka Sounds. She's got a great story, though, her. I'm Amazing story. Really interested in that one. And I was, I've was. i known her for however long she's been here for, pretty much, because I met Seven her when years. she's... Yes, thank you. I'm glad you were I listening. I listened to the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, we should say we're back at the um, Chateau de Canine. We're recording this on the Monday. Casa del Canine. Um, whatever. And <laughs> we did Eka, so to speak, on the Friday. And then we've had a very busy weekend... Which we will go on to quickly, but um, yeah, Eka, she's lovely, and we'll put her new song that she's releasing. I was releasing. just going to say, yeah. We won't have it for this Tuesday, but we'll do it for the next podcast. We, we could do a special exclusive release on Phuket Podcast. Absolutely. Um, but if you want her to sing, go and check her out. Just tap her up on Facebook, Eka Sounds. I think it's spelt funny, though, the sounds. With a Z. I think so, yeah. Like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, excellent. But she's lovely. I like Eka a lot. And very interesting as well that she has such a... Um, a high at an early age and crashed and stepped away from it from what did you say? I think that happens years. a lot though. I mean, if you think about it, the likes of Take That and Five and all these and uh, Spice Girls steps, you know, there must be a thousand million other. I mean, I know my cousin was a big singer in Hong Kong in a girl band, mm-hmm. and but that was she only lasted for two three years, but she right. was quite big in Hong Kong. But that's it, nothing. Yeah, and now. Bless her, she's now got breast cancer, which is um, love to you. And go and get your boobs checked, everyone, and your balls checked, and your bum checked, everybody. Thanks for that little segue. It's all right. <laughs> um, Eka, amazing. Tap her up. She's an amazing singer, and I love her to death. And, and uh, we'll see her on Friday the 13th. We are seeing her on Friday the 13th. Yes, yeah, Friday, fir- Friday the 13th next week. This isn't it? Yeah. Something's going is on. I can't remember what it was. What day is it today? Um, Russell, had his bir- Russell had his birthday party. I had my bike day party at, at Soul Shack. <laughs> I told you not to say that. <laughs> at, at the Shack of the Soul. I came out of retirement to DJ for all of an hour and a half. to the, Which was brilliant. Thank you. And then I got kicked off by the main DJ, who was good. It was all right. Aye. It was all right. 
It wasn't I, as good as you, Jay. I was a, I was a little bit disappointed when he came up and he said, hey, are you the DJ here? And I was hoping he would have said, oh, you're Jay Shark, you're the legend, but I didn't get any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I realised that um, I hate Soul Shack. I hate the music there from now on yeah. and they didn't know who I was. We went to Peppers afterwards. Pe- Peppers <laughs> is so much better. Bring back BBs, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> no, joking aside, it was a cool night though. It was. Did and you so have was fun? I, I had, uh, apparently... There judging, was a, judging by how much I suffered on Sunday. There was a lot of drunken people. Now, I was very clever. Was I had idea. two... I don't really drink that much anymore, Neither anyway. I. I, nor does Russell. Usually, when we go out, we might have two or three beers, and we'll get home, and we'll text each other, oh, I feel awful. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, we're, we're grumpy old granddads I, just, I got to midnight, and I was so chuffed at myself that I was upright, I, and it went rapidly <laughs> downhill from there. You were pretty good. I left just as whatever you... Uh, Katie Hudson... Um, beautiful hair, Katie Hudson, which um, Steve the Colonel wanted to take home and put on his own head. That's the I hair, so, yeah. not the Hudson. Yeah. Um, she bought you some sort of tequila, Zambuca. No, she, um, Simon vicariously through his wife, Katie, bought me a whiskey. So Simon, who wasn't there. No, he was there. He oh, was, was he? at the other end of the bar. He was slowly making his way through. And Katie came through and said, there you go, there's a, another drink for you. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's another drink for you. And then Simon did appear and said, oh, I'll tell you what. Let's have a whiskey. <laughs> like, oh, Honestly, hell. Russell so, did very well. This is why I don't have birthday parties. I've realised I've always wanted a big surprise birthday party. but No, now, you don't. Trust me, you really don't. Now I really don't <laughs> after seeing you. I left about 12. I came up to you and said, I- I'm just going to, I'm bailing. And you went, yeah, good, good. Take good me with you. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, on but that note, a very big thank you to ATU for DJing for a couple of hours. That was fab. And to everyone else that welcome. came, especially the ones that brought me gifts. Uh, yeah, and the ones who didn't buy you gifts, you're scumbags. Off. You should have done what I did and go to Villa Market this morning <laughs> before you're rocking up to Russell's house and get him a Terry's chocolate or orange, some pickled onion monster munch. The thing is... No, hold on. And the big one, though, the Trolls exa- advent ex- calendar. Exactly, but also the thing is Bang. you could have left it in the, in the box um, and just given it to me and said, I gave this to you on the night. And I probably wouldn't have known any different. <laughs> Very true. But I was honest and just said I That's just true. rocked up at Villa Market. Anyway... Um, Burger competition this Saturday. Make sure you go. It starts at four o'clock at Blue Tree Phuket. Is it this weekend? It's this weekend. Cool. I know that's why I want to get this recording finished so I can get back and sort it all out. Um, There's going to be over 25 burgers to try, uh, vegetarian, vegan, and meat ones. It's going to be awesome. Out of interest? Yes. Who are the judges? (laughs) Who's the judges? (laughs) Who's the judges? Judges. Judges. Inside joke, everyone. Inside joke. uh, (laughs) Scott Toon. (laughs) Sort your drinking out, mate. Um... Love you. Right, on that note, um, listen to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, well, whatever you're listening to it now, I guess. Yeah, So just to stick it. with that. Um, could we have a review, though? A little like and a little review and a little subscribe and a little star rating. And That'd when we nice, say little, it? five star only. Five would be good, and then you can put um, whatever I mean, you like. In life, you have to. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Some of you like it. It's nice that some people do like our podcast. It, it is indeed, and if you are liking it, please tell your friends and get them to join the bandwagon. Or if, if you don't like it, and there's people that you don't like, send it to them. True. Works both ways. Works both ways. You're quite with it on this Monday morning. You I weren't was, with it yesterday. I was, no. No. Let's not go there. Um, lots of places to go and check out the podcast on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter, but you can always go to the website, which is phuketpodcast.com. And if you've got a dog and you want it trained, then go to Canine Point Academy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Russell. Have a lovely day. I will do, mate. You too. Cheers. You bye. Bye. Time. No beginning. No end. An infinite procession that humbles our mortality. But there are moments in life that transcend our fate. Burgers, crafted by gods among men. 
These are the burghers that echo through the ages. Like the mythical gods of ancient Greece, they may thrill us, inspire us, at times make us angry, but they will never let us forget them. Saturday the 14th of November is their night, their battle, their moment of ultimate sacrifice. Welcome to Phuket's best burger. Greatness, redemption, glory.